This is Notoriously Episcopalian. My name is Kelly Hudlow. This is a podcast of sermons and musings all about the Christian faith and especially about being an Episcopalian. This is a sermon offered on November 7, 2021 at the Church of the Messiah in Heflin, Alabama. The readings for the day were the readings for the observance of all saints, and the principal text was John chapter 11, verses 32 through 44, the raising of Lazarus. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Several years ago, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to Israel and travel the places that are talked about in the Gospels. And one of the things that was particularly remarkable about my experience there was to realize how close together these places are. We hear about Jesus and his group of followers sort of traveling around the country, and in some Gospels it seems like they're moving at warp speed, but this really is because things are are very close together. And so this morning we get a reading that is taking place in a little village called Bethany, which is just a couple of miles outside of Jerusalem. It's a very short walk to get there. It's one of a collection of villages that surround the city of Jerusalem, and this particular village sits on the the eastern slope of the Mount of Olives. For a small, quiet, seemingly unremarkable village, it is a place that is very important to Jesus. Though there are some differences in details, Matthew, Mark, and John all say that this place, this town of Bethany, was a big part of Jesus' last week. This is the town where Jesus would be anointed before he would be betrayed and handed over for crucifixion. Bethany is the place that he would go to rest in the evenings when he would be in Jerusalem or be in the temple. And as things were intensifying during that last week, Bethany was the place of refuge that he would come to. And Mark and Luke, they report that Jesus actually begins or passes through Bethany to make his triumphal entrance into Jerusalem. And Luke says that this is the place where Jesus ascended back to the Father. A lot happened in this little, relatively unremarkable village on the outskirts of Jerusalem. But it is the Gospel of John that we hear from this morning that we actually get more details about why Bethany was so important to Jesus. Because Bethany is the place where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived. Bethany is the location of Jesus' greatest sign performed in the Gospel of John, which is the raising of Lazarus. But most importantly, Bethany is the place where people that Jesus called friends lived. This morning, we get the exciting conclusion of the story of the raising of Lazarus. But the story starts way back in chapter 10 when Jesus is coming to the end of his public ministry and teaching. And he's across the river Jordan where John had been baptizing. And that's where he gets the first word that his friend Lazarus is sick. 
Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, send word to Jesus about what is going on. And to us, frustratingly, Jesus doesn't drop everything that he's doing and race to his friend. Instead, he says that it's not time to go there. And so he spends more time with his disciples. And then finally, after several days has passed, he says, now's the time to go to Jerusalem. And his disciples are alarmed. Because right now, it's really dangerous for Jesus to go anywhere near Jerusalem. But he goes. And he goes first to Bethany to find that his friend Lazarus had been dead four days. Now we can debate a lot of the details of this story, but the gospel writer tells us he's been dead four days because he wants to make sure that we understand that Lazarus really is dead and that what is about to happen really is a miracle. And when Lazarus' sister Martha hears that Jesus is getting close, she doesn't even wait for him to get into town. She runs out and she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But in that moment, even as grieved as she is, she can still profess her faith that Jesus is the Messiah. And so when the other sister, Mary, hears that Jesus is near, she too runs out. But she has been so inconsolable that the folks that had been sitting with her in the house are worried that she's going to go run and throw herself in the tomb. So they go after her. And that is where our reading begins, when this meeting of Mary and Jesus in the midst of her grief, where she echoes the words of her sister, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then the most amazing thing happens. Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Logos, the incarnate Word, the Spirit that moved and created the world at the beginning of time, looks at Mary and Martha and at this grief and them crying and their community crying and our Savior stands there and weeps with them. It is only after grieving with his friends that he goes to the tomb, that he ignores the caution about the smell, that he has the stone moved away, and that he snatches Lazarus from death with the words, Lazarus, come out. But the work is not done yet because Jesus then looks to that community that he had shared their grieving with, looks to them and says, now it is time for you to unbind him and let him go. In the Gospel of John, it's the scene, the whole thing, the grief, the love, the raising of Lazarus, the commitment to the community of setting Lazarus free from the vestiges of the grave. All of this is what leads the religious authorities to decide to kill Jesus. It is the raising of his friend and the love that he shares with them that will set the events in motion that will change the world. Today, we are observing the Feast of All Saints. It's one of the principal celebrations in the Episcopal Church. It's a day set aside for baptisms or renewal of baptismal promises, which we'll do in a moment. It's a feast day where we remember all those saints whose lives invite us to live more faithfully Today, that we often remember those people in our own lives that are no longer with us, but that have been faithful witnesses to us. And so this passage from John might seem an odd choice. While Lazarus, 
with Mary and Martha are remembered as saints on our church calendar, they're not exactly what I would call the go-to saints for people, right? Peter, Paul, Thomas, like those are sort of the go-to saints. We don't think about Lazarus and Mary and Martha. But maybe they should be our go-to saints. We here, right, joined together as the body of Christ through our baptism, are living Lazarus-shaped lives, right? Lazarus experienced death in the new life being called out from the grave by Christ. But he lived the rest of his life knowing that he would die again, but that he would be raised to eternal life. We have been baptized into Christ's death and raised into his resurrection, into a new life of faith. But we live our lives in the confident hope that we will receive eternal life. We are all a little bit Lazarus sitting here this morning. On the last night when Jesus was with his disciples in the Gospel of John, there isn't this shared meal. Instead, there is the washing of the disciples' feet and the giving to them of a new commandment to love each other. And when Jesus gives them this commandment, he says, You are my friends if you do what I command you. And so this morning, joined together in the love of Christ, joined as the body of Christ through our baptism, joined in the love of each other in our community, we are like Lazarus because we are friends of Jesus. So in 1980, 16 friends of Jesus gathered in a small town, sort of outside of a big city, for the first Episcopal worship service held here at a community center. They received tremendous support from another group of friends of Jesus in Grace Church in Anniston that helped keep this gathering going, helped supporting them to become the Church of the Messiah and to build the church that we are sitting in this morning. For over 40 years, the friends of Jesus have gathered here, just like they gathered in Bethany outside of Jerusalem, to continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread, and in the prayers. In this place, the good news has been proclaimed that Jesus, the incarnate Word of God, lived, taught, died, and rose on the third day, defeating death and sin for us. And that through God's grace, we are saved and called to love God, ourselves, and our neighbors. In this place, the friends of Jesus have celebrated marriages and births and baptisms. We have wept with each other. We have comforted each other. We have invited others into the life with Christ through baptism. We are a place where the friends of Jesus gather in grief and in joy to do the work of unbinding each other so that we can be let go into the freedom of life with Christ. And so, with the friends of Jesus, Lazarus and Mary and Martha, 
with all those faithful folks that first gathered over 40 years ago, those lay leaders and clergy that have served this community, those friends of Jesus that continue to worship here, and with all the saints of God, we are now invited to renew our commitment to ourselves, to our community, to our life in Christ, and our commitment to be friends of Jesus in this place. So I ask you to take your Book of Common Prayer, turn to page 292, and please stand. Through the Paschal Mystery, dear friends, we are buried with Christ by baptism into his death and raised with him to newness of life. I call upon you to renew the solemn promises and vows of holy baptism by which we once went out Satan and all his works and promised to serve God faithfully in his holy Catholic Church. Do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil and renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? I do. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Lord of the Virgin Mary. He suffered and conscious Pilate, who was crucified and died in his spirit. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins.